Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to If We Can Just Say. I am your host, Stephen Ogle. With me is always my lovely ho- wife and co-host, Jessica Carter-Ogle, and the squeals in the background, Sophia Lynn Carter-Ogle Underfoot. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Hello, <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> welcome to our podcast. It's going off the rail. This is episode 68. I got nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot left. It's just, uh, you know... We're, we're in a groove now. Things happen, and it's just like, well, it happened. Move along. Yeah. Keep going. As the all-American rejects would say, move along, move along. Move along, move along, indeed. Yeah. Yep. So, um, <clears throat> we got a lot to hit in this episode. Uh, got a lot of stuff we got on the sh- on the docket, on oh, the sheet to as hit. As they say. To hit. Um, <clears throat> starting off, I went to the shooting range. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I had to re-up my uh, CPL license, and uh, they require you to go in and uh, put in some hours. Well, I feel like put pe- in an hour at the range. Really. I feel like people wouldn't think you were a gun guy, like a guy that had a gun. People, because up- everything is just so like polarized now too, and everything is just so like if you have a gun, you ha- you're like fanatical or something. Or not, I'm yeah. not saying that's it, but I'm saying that's like what you really see a lot. So like, I wouldn't expect you. It it go it goes back to what we were talking about last week with being patriotic. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it's it's the same sort of thing that's been polarized and been taken by the crazy right wing radical radicals. Those radical those Wesley radicals. Wesley radicals. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I grew I grew up with uh, guns. Yeah, I grew up with uh, shooting archery at age six. So I grew up with a healthy respect for weapons. I've said that many times on here. Um, uh, and weapons because that's that's what they are. They're weapons. They're not yeah. toys. Um, but you had to get your CPL renewed. Yeah. So, um, I had to get that renewed and I had to go to the range, which I did that. And, uh, man, my first, I, I went to the range cause I did two half hour increments. Cause I, you know, the range I wanted to go to like closes at five o'clock. Um, their store closes at six, but they close an hour before so they can clean up the range and all that kind of stuff. And, um, so I got in there for two half hours, but my first half hour, dude, when I came home, I, you, you know, you're required to wear ear protection, that sort of thing. But yeah. when I came home, my ears were like just shocked. His like, ears aren't. Because it, it's been a long time since I've been in a range and shot indoors. There's a difference between shooting indoors and outdoors. Outdoors, the sound has somewhere to go. Could see that. You know, um, I your mean, ears you, aren't great anyway. No. So, <laughs> too many concerts, like, I'm too many, used to a yeah. certain amount of what's what, but the what's were very elevated that week. Yeah, I, I, and I gave you a warning when I came in. I was like, I, I, I will on my right side. I'm probably not gonna actually hear you, so you may have to tap me, because like I hear, like it was strange. Like I heard, I could hear stuff, but then in my right ear, I could hear like a high pitched version of you talking or whatever it was TV we were watching. There was like a second voice of the same like a duplicate like a of delay a, was it delay it wasn't it was delayed just... it was a duplicate of what i was actually hearing in normal sound but this was in a high-pitched sound it was crazy man and that went on for about five days and that drove me nuts um but uh totally fine after the second time i don't know um well you had the first time you only had foam ear plugs in yeah. the second time we got the i head... got like earmuffs thing yeah yeah 
So you had both of them in the next time. So yeah, I chose both. Cause yeah. My ears are bad. I mean, you mentioned that. Like, they're, they're, I'm not deaf. My dad used to say, you know, I'm deaf in one ear and can't hear out of the other. And I say that, too, as a joke. Um, but and you're that, also blind in one eye and can't see out of the yeah. other. <laughs> um, but, uh, but in my case, it's like a, a, I was, you know, like I said, shooting at the archer range at six. I was shooting guns by eight. Um, and then... You know, I started playing guitar at 13 and sitting in front of my amplifier and playing at home with distortion, trying to learn Jimi Hendrix, yeah. Steve Ray Vaughan, and B.B. King. So um, I, I've spent a lot of time in front of things uh, that were very loud. Uh, I played in a lot of, a lot of, I had a couple bands of my own. I, I played in some bands. I played music at church. Like, I, you know, I played yeah. in music and bands for 20 plus years. Uh, it's going to have an effect. Even if you protect your ears up there, it's still going to have an effect. Plus all the concerts I went to without wearing earplugs, mm-hmm. which I can tell you right now, if if I could tell anybody that is going to concerts that are younger than me, wear earplugs. I don't care if you think you can hear and you think you're invincible. You're not. It well, does not come back. I have a permanent ring in both ears that I can hear right now almost like it, like it'll never go away. You also go to a lot of like heavy shows. Like heavy. I've been to a couple with you where the opening opening beats, I'm like physically cringing and recoiling as my body's trying to acclimate to what I'm hearing. <laughs> so I imagine that takes a toll. But I've also my Darius Rucker doesn't have that kind of effect. I mean, yeah, but I mean, you got to think I was learning how to play Hendrix. So yeah. what what was I? I didn't have clean sound effects on my guitar trying to learn Hendrix I had the most distortion I could find and trying to mimic his sound so I was using feedback and all that kind of stuff too at age 14 and 15 playing guitar Uh, so you know um, yeah I've done some damage to my ears so getting into shooting range is is tough for me I got to double up on protection because I'd like to have my hearing but I'm 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 convinced that when I get in my 50s I'll probably have a hearing aid in my right ear because it's 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 going to go before the left one does if I find out that you shut it off just so you don't have to hear me, I'm going to take a melon baller to you. <laughs> oh, you know that's going to happen. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. I don't know. It must have just clicked off. Sorry. Yeah. Whoops. Click you off. Whoopsies. Um, <clears throat> speaking of heavy shows, uh, this uh, this week we have, uh, I'm going to steal one of my album anniversaries that's in the album anniversaries for what? For the beginning of the show we'll do the rest of them later um but we talk about here on this podcast we talk about uh, a band called zayo quite a bit um I or at least you use the term we loosely <laughs> <laughs> we talk about your experience at the show but i talk about my love of zayo yes um they released an album in 2004 on july 12th called the funeral of god hmm. um this album was polarizing, to say the least, um, in the Christian community. There are Christian bookstores that wouldn't sell this album. You don't say. They're usually a real accepting folk. Yeah. Surprising. Um, surprising. Um, yeah, so it, it, it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because they had the audacity to, uh, for, for that community being the Christian community, to go... Ah, oh, what happens if God dies? God just says he's had enough and he just dies. What happens? What's the, what's everything look like? And that's what the album is. Yeah. Um, like one of the one of the songs is called "Live from the Funeral of God." Hmm. 
Like, I mean, they go they go full on. They're heavy. Um, one of my favorite songs from that album, uh, they played live when we saw them, which was really cool. Um, but uh, this band, it, their lyrics are heavy. Their their music is not always super heavy, but their lyrics are. Their lyrics are very uh, heavy on the emotional side as far as like, uh, the topics that they talk about, various different stuff to do with spirituality, um, to do it's with cool, though, like war. open-mindedness, and you can be a Christian and still think about these things and wonder. And Yeah, I mean, they wrote a full album called uh, Liberate, uh, Te Ex and Ferris, which is Save Yourself from Hell in Latin, and then they wrote that after reading... Um, Oh, what is the name of the book that they read um, that's on the circles of hell? Dante's Inferno. Dante's Inferno. So, um, you know, they took a lot from that, uh, which that album is my favorite album of theirs. Funeral of God is my second favorite album of theirs. Uh, But the older I get, Funeral of God becomes my more of my favorite album of theirs. And it's not because I'm an atheist now and I don't believe in God. It has it doesn't have anything to do with that. It just has to do with the. Uh, the emotional weight that the album holds, mm-hmm. the the lyrics in the album. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean it's it's really cool. And if you get the the Japanese version, uh, Japanese edition of the album, there's a there's a bonus song that they do, um, which is uh, called uh, the Romance. Oh, what is this called? Let's see. Uh, let me get the full title. Ooh. Waiting. Hold on just a I'd second. I'd interject, but I don't know the answer. The Romance of the Southern Spirit, mm-hmm. uh, which is a great song as well. Which, mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, they are fantastic. I recommend, even if you don't like heavy music, uh, I recommend leading, reading their lyrics. Their lyrics are pretty, pretty. Uh, uh, how would you say, uh, they get they get straight to the point with their lyrics is pretty cool. Uh, but they've got breakup songs in there too. Uh, Five Year Winner is a song of theirs. It was a breakup song and stuff. So, um, But yeah, these guys have been around for a long time. And I, I saw them at Cornerstone in 2000, I think, for the first time. So I've seen them about five or six times since then. And then we saw them obviously last year when we saw them at the Sanctuary in Detroit, which they're coming back okay, to the Sanctuary. Yeah. But they're doing that when we're not here, which sucks because I wanted to go see them again. Yeah. And they're headlining this time, which means they'll play an even longer set. And that's a good venue, so I recommend anybody that's in the area that wants they to see They headlined them. last time. No, they did not. The Darkest Hour headlined last time. They were doing the their tour for one of their albums oh, that I was 10 years old. I thought played last. No, they didn't. Oh, okay. But uh said all that to say this, I'm on a group <clears throat> with, uh it's called The Web of Zayo on Facebook. Let me get a drink of water. And on that group, he came upon some beard products. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, one of the guys. I wasn't prepared to talk. I didn't know what I should do. <clears throat> um, so a guy on there, his name is uh, Joshua Anderson. Um, he posted on there about how he was on his on a podcast um, representing Zayo wearing a Zayo shirt because, you know, the group is all about Zayo. And he's like, you know, just, you know, repping my my Zayo gear and uh talking about my my beard uh oil and and uh shampoo company and I was like 
Oh. Steven's in the market for a new beard company. So I hit him up because I've been looking. I've been telling you guys I've been looking for months. Can't yeah. find anything local here that that really intrigues me to what I want. And so um, I hit him up on Facebook Messenger. I was like, hey, man, what, you know, do you got a link? Because he didn't put up a link for it. And uh, he sent me a link and I started looking at everything. And I was like, hey, do you have anything that's unscented? And he was like, yeah, he's like, I have, you know, this company, we've had it now for a few years. And he's like, I've, I have a ton of the unscented, but nobody's ever ordered one. And I was like, well, I'm allergic to most things when it comes to that kind of stuff. I was like, so if you have unscented, I'll take your package that's got everything. So I got it called again. So our brand is the name of it. R is in the letter R Mm -hmm. brand. Uh, And when you look at brand, the R is actually red. Yeah. Uh, while the rest of it is, a I accidentally font. wrote it out wrong as our beard, and Stephen had to <laughs> fix it on his board because he's like, um, I'm like Ron Anger Burgundy, man, and he would have just said it like he's like Ron <laughs> Burgundy. He would have just said whatever I wrote, and he's like Michael Scott with GPS. Like if if it says turn left and you're gonna go into the water, you bet your bottom dollar you better plug your nose because you're going in the water. Hey man, that's where the direction said to go. Um, so yeah, so I got the beard and body wash. I said shampoo earlier, but it's body wash. Um, I got the beard oil, mustache wax. I got the beard butter and he had deodorant. I am the type of guy that like, I don't use deodorant that often because it makes my arms like dry out and stuff. So I'll use it enough to where I don't smell. Do you know how jealous you make other women when you talk about yourself on the podcast? I feel like every woman's just so jealous of me all the time. <laughs> I don't wear deodorant. I don't like to do that kind of thing. I don't, I don't really have to though. That's the thing. Like now that we, Sometimes that I don't, do. n- now that I don't have to go into the office every single day, I don't have to wear it that often, but I will say uh, the deodorant that they have is fantastic because I put it on and it lasts me for two days. Like, it's great. And there's no scent at all. I love it. It's yeah. fantastic. Nice. So, uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff. Um, but uh, we'll throw, we'll tag, yeah, we'll, we'll tag them in our yeah, posts on Instagram. Like a link or whatever kind of stuff people do for that kind of thing. Yeah, we'll give a link or something. This isn't like a sponsored thing, but I just wanted to throw it out there. This guy was real nice, got back to me real quick. Um, and he's in Ohio. So, uh, so, you know, well, close. Yeah. Close enough for me. Cool. And, uh, yeah, I'll be getting more of his product. I like it. I've been using it now for about two weeks Cool. and, uh, yeah, I, I like the stuff a lot. I use, I use all of it. The only thing I have not used is the mustache wax because my mustache, I uh, just got it trimmed. So got to let that get a little bit longer before we start waxing that. I don't know if that's going to wax the going to wax the sides a little so bit. So what else did we do this week? <laughs> I saw a couple of friends this week that I haven't seen in a long time which was really nice. Yeah. Um we went to if you guys are in the Detroit area Corktown area we went to Grandma Bob's with our friend Kim. We did. Which is a pizza pizza place. They have beer, cocktails, like um alcohol, milkshake, stuff like that, but it's in Corktown. Their pizza is really good, I think. I yeah, I definitely enjoy their pizza. Uh it is it's it's fantastic. They have a deep dish and then they have like a thinner crust. Yeah. Um, and uh, when we ordered ours, you guys had ordered a deep dish and I ordered thin crust, but they brought two deep dishes yeah. because the lady there was just confusion. A little bit of confusion there, but yeah. not a problem. They got that thin crust back out to me. 
probably in less than 10 minutes they had it out and it was it was great so i don't know no if problem. you guys know this about me but sometimes i just hate ordering like looking at a menu is like the most worst thing for me i can't like i just don't even just like give me something good that's all i want i don't even know so <laughs> when we got there him and kim are both looking at pizzas and they're like what do you want and i'm like I don't care. And then Kim's like, well, if I get this, would you have a piece? And Steven's like, well, would you have a piece of mine? I said, yeah, this is perfect. You guys just order your pizzas and I'll just have like a couple pieces of them. <laughs> Fine with me. Yeah. That so, was nice. So it was good. Um, they don't have anything on tap though. No, um, so, I forgot about that. So all their, all their beer come in cans, which is Mr. cool. Mr. Try as many beers as he can, wasn't able to try any. Yeah, I wanted to try a few samples of different stuff. And then the second thing I ordered, I didn't know, because they come out to you with the can already open. You've ordered it, they got the can open, you get to pour it yourself sort of thing. And uh, for those of you that saw my reel on Instagram of trying the uh, the fancy pour with the can into the pint yeah, he glass. Thought, let's with try a, it out in public. Yeah, I thought, well, I tried it with the local light for shorts and it didn't, it, it was close, but it went over a little bit. I was like, I'll try it with something else. Boy, that was a mistake. Never doing that one again. Not in a um, restaurant anyway. Hey, where you, know, you, we were sitting at like, the bar. The $8 totally can of beer overflows. <laughs> Goodness. I didn't let it keep overflowing. Like I stopped it or whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, but then uh, the second beer I ordered came in like a, instead of a 12 ounce can, it was a 16 ounce tall boy. And I was like, oh man, I didn't want this much. But no you well. weren't driving. What do no. you care? I've been, he's been making me drive everywhere. He's like freaking Miss Daisy right now. <laughs> hey, I'm allowed to do that. No, I don't like it. I like 1950s gender roles when it comes to that kind of stuff. Please and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we did a lot of stuff this weekend plymouth art fair was this weekend yep. so we went to the whoa oh sorry everybody <laughs> something went tossed yeah so like not slammed her paw down on this piece of plastic toy she had and it popped up in front of me and flew across my face i was wondering what it was i saw it go by you. i was oh like oh my what gosh happened? that was started like it was almost as though she threw it at me yeah um anyway so we went to the plymouth art fair I don't know if maybe I'm over art fairs. Like, I I just feel like there really wasn't anything there I wanted. And the couple of the things I was intrigued on, a couple of the art pieces were like $250. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not doing that. I'm just over... I'm over big crowds. I don't know. I just... I was disappointed. There was too many people for me. And the one vendor that we always go to that has like those metal signs that we get for like my parents or whatever they weren't even there i couldn't even find them i really wanted to try this lobster food truck oh my gosh you know i don't regret purchases i'm not somebody that like regrets the things i buy or what i spend money on but like we got this lobster roll sandwich it almost cost 30 dollars. we each were able to take two bites and i just felt like it was a complete waste of money I had been wanting to try it so bad, and it's not that it wasn't good, but it wasn't worth it. Um, not at all. For what? Molly told me that her Sebastian and one of his friends stood in line for an hour for that truck. How much did it cost us again? $29. $29. We each got three bites each. Two bites each. And, yeah, it just, it, it was not worth it was not worth the uh, the price. Uh, I felt like in the history of it things, it wasn't worth it. No, the history of the things that you and I have bought together, I I 
I will gladly take in the top five slots. I will gladly take spots two through five. I've bought plenty of things that were not worth it, but that is definitely the number one. That was $28. It's the number one. We have a $55 wood splitter you said was extra large that looks like a, <laughs> um, a two-liter Pepsi bottle sitting in the garage for $55. The thing is, though, that I could still use that for something. The food that you got you us was gone in less than three minutes. Ever. The food was gone but in less than three this minutes. This is not a competition, but I will admit, <laughs> I said, I'm like, this wasn't worth it. Like, I don't, I. Yeah, it was not good. I, f- I was following them on Instagram to find out when they would be places and stuff, and I stopped. I mean, I like, I like. It was, I, was, I love lobster and seafood and stuff, and it was good, and I know lobster is more expensive, but I just feel like if I'm spending $30 at a food truck and we each only get two bites, it's just not worth it. No. No, it's definitely not. Lobster, uh, my first time eating lobster, I thought to myself, uh, I mean, I've had plenty of seafood that tasted better than this. I I was just disappointed. I so, mean, but I did it, and I'm not going to do it again. No. So there's that. No, they will not be getting my money no. again. That's for sure. Um, and then the next day, I met up with my friend Molly, and we went kayaking on Belle Isle, which was really nice. She has, uh, her and her husband have a double two-seater kayak, and... Of course, it's the one day in, like, the week that it's supposed to rain. But we go anyway, and it was cloudy, which was nice, because then the sun's not beating on you. We were able to kayak for maybe 20 minutes, (laughs) if that. (laughs) And, you know, Stephen and I have always thought about getting kayaks. And we go back and forth, and, you know, they had the two-person kayak, so we had to unhook it from the car and bring it down and carry it over. It was freaking heavy. I'm not even kidding you. And then, you know, you have to load it, you have to do it, you have to bring it out, you got to strap it back in in the rain. And I'm like, I just feel like it's like how I used to be like, yeah, I, I'm crafty. I want to do crafts. I ain't never doing crafts. I'm not a craft person. Jay don't craft. <laughs> no, oh, thank gosh. you. So it's like one of those things where I'm like, I think we can just go to like, you know, the library on Heinz or Gallup Park, and we can just rent one if we want to go kayaking. I'd love to be able to go kayaking this week, but I know we can't because of you. Yeah. But, and then we went to a Motor City Brewing Works. I haven't been there in forever. And I had a pizza there that was amazing. It was like roasted fig and pear. Mm. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. And I like that their pizzas... Although they're still like $14, $15, they feel more like a personal pizza that you could eat the whole thing and not feel like you're eating a giant pizza. So that was good. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I ate the whole thing. I don't think I've ever had food there. The only thing I've had there is the ghetto blaster. I was going to get a salad, but I also struggle. The weather can hit me with like migraines, the weather and like my time of the month sometimes coupled. And I had a migraine and I had to take like a migraine pill. So then I had to like settle my stomach with something. And I didn't think like lettuce was going to be. Yeah, it's not heavy. I needed a nice coating of pizza in there. (laughs) Really helped. Coating. Sounded like your father. Yeah. Ice cream is a nice little coating in your stomach. (laughs) Yeah. But that was fun. It was a fun weekend. I feel like um, you got to play your video games while I was gone. And yeah. I think, you know, we hung out with friends. We hung out at home. We relaxed. It was good. We took Soph to the vet on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. That was not good. So Soph on Wednesday morning kind of woke me up a little bit before my alarm when I'm like out of my run rum cycle, but not quite awake. And I know she kind of woke you up in the night too, yep. shaking her head a lot. But I didn't give it any notice. I didn't give it paid any mind because I'm like, all right, it's not 
un- it's not not normal. Yeah. So Thursday morning, we noticed her doing it a lot. And I looked in her ear and it was a little red and I cleaned it out a little bit. And I'm like, I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. And then she's kind of dropping her ear to the left and she's, you know, you can just tell something's wrong. So we called to take her to the vet and, you know, we hate taking her because we have to drug her. Yep. We have to drug her. We have to muzzle her. We have to push her across the parking lot. And yep. then we finally get her in there. And he looks in her ear and he's like, oh, wow. Okay. And I'm like, oh, well, that's what you want. He's like, well, it's not too often that I, like, open the ear up and the goo, like, expands like a slime in there or something. And I was like, cool. I'm like, well, I can promise you it wasn't like that yesterday. So Yeah, Yeah, because we had had, cleaned her ear out the previous day. She had a pretty bad bacterial ear infection. Yeah. So she was all drugged up and didn't feel good and was sad. Yeah, she was fine if she was laying down or if she was walking around, but it was if she laid, it's that in between the yeah. laying down and the walking around that recalibrating her yep. her equilibrium and getting herself back, she would tilt to the left. and It just makes thing. me like start thinking about like dogs and like having dogs and like taking care of them as best you can, but they don't tell you like what's wrong with them. They can't tell you like Sadie, my parents' dog, I could probably crack her in the face with a concrete block and she would just sit there. Yep. Like, it's like I've seen, I remember watching like an episode of one of the doctor shows where like it was like the kid couldn't feel pain and he would like hurt himself to try to feel it, but he couldn't and he ended up really like hurting himself. I feel like that's like Sadie, like she can't feel it. Abby, on their hand, you touch her with your pinky and she yelps. Yep. I feel like Soph is more like Sadie. And I'm like, I don't know if she's in pain or not. I don't know, like. Yeah, there's no, she does. I mean, there's no way they can tell you. No. Um, You know, it it has to be almost obvious. I know. So, you know, you try to talk to them. You try to, like, figure it out. But it's tough even when they go. Like, if there's something internal going on with your dog that doesn't, like, exhibit any sort of external symptoms. Like, I feel like it'd be really hard to figure it out. We have the pet insurance for her now, so we, I filed my first pet insurance claim, so we'll see how that goes. I'm sure that'll get rejected for some reason or another, <laughs> but I don't know. It just got me thinking about her and, like, dogs and the limited amount of time that they really are, like, in your life. Like, she's, what, three? Yeah. And, like... Yeah, she's three and a half. Cause and it's, we, like... She was a year when we got her, and we've had her for two and a half years, so, yeah, she, uh... She doesn't have, she, her life passes differently than ours. It's so crazy. Like, it, I, I looked up some like fun little dog facts today while I was super busy at work that I was going to share. All right. So they, I us? found out that they said dogs can learn about a hundred or more words and gestures in their life. And I was like, oh crap, she has about a hundred or more nicknames. So we've used up all of her, <laughs> all of the words that she's able to learn with different nicknames. So we've probably got about five, five remaining words that we could teach her. <laughs> so we need to really be purposeful in that. That's funny. Because I think she's out. They say, and some people might know this, that they have 300 million scent receptors in their nose to R5. So taking her just like on a little stroll, like... Yeah. The world that must be out there for her is amazing. Yeah. And they said that their nose print is like our fingerprint. I didn't know that. Huh. 
Interesting. That their nose is like similar to like our fingerprint. Huh. That's cool. So that's cool. And that they only sweat from their paws and they pant to cool down. So I knew panting to cool down, but I didn't know they sweat from their paws. Huh. I didn't know that either. So I thought that was interesting. And they're not technically colorblind. Did you know that? Dogs can see in like shades of like yellow and blue. And the rest is kind of like gray, like red show up as gray and things like that. But they can see in more like yellow and blue hues. Interesting. Yeah. I thought that was huh. cool. I've seen that and I saw that in a few places. I don't have any sources to cite for you all, so don't come at me. But I did see that in a few. <laughs> and I thought to myself, like, they almost be like big uh, Wolverine fans. Yeah. Yeah, that would work. Yeah. Go yeah, blue. That tracks. Yeah. And then we all know like one year is seven years to them, which is only based off the life expectancy of us. So I don't necessarily know if that means anything because they're just comparing how long on average they live to us. So I think that's just more for us to like have an idea of our dog's age. But yeah, you know, and they say they really don't know about time. They use like natural instincts, biological rhythms and stuff like that because they have more of like a semantic memory on things like a general knowledge, but not like, oh, this is when I learned this or this is when I like learned that stuff like that. So those are my little dog facts that I found for everybody today. (laughs) If you guys don't like dogs, then you don't have to listen to this podcast anymore. So... (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that. Yeah. And I'm sitting and, you know, I still love her, even though she just threw that plastic toy in my head. I mean, I don't know. She's got a lot of spunk. She's very spunky today. Yeah. I text him and I'm like, how's she doing? He's like a little spunky, but she's doing good. I'm like a little spunky. She's a spitfire. She's always spunky. Yeah. Well, she's coming. She's coming back off of being sick and all that. So it's slowly coming back. But today she was a little bit more in a little bit more in force. Slowly coming back, I came back from kayaking on Saturday, and I was just just attacked with vim and vigor from the moment I walked through the door. She came at me, just pawing and kissing, and that's, I was like, "Somebody's feeling better." That's the other thing you can't um, it you you can't tell her to slow down and chill out because she's had meds in there for twenty four yeah. hours and she feels great, so she's like back to full blast. And that's what happened yeah. on Saturday. She went full blast a couple times, and then she'd come in and just pass out on the couch and be out for two yeah, hours. Yeah, she was out pretty much after that. And then wake up and have a spurt of energy and go for about two minutes, and yep. then she'd crash for, you know, 30 minutes or an hour. So, so You can't explain to her, just lay on the couch with us and binge watch this Netflix show. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes she does watch the TV. It's so interesting, though. It's interesting. It's what... so interesting? Is yes. that what you just said? Yeah. Soph interesting. <laughs> yeah, you know. She it's finds an interesting thing about Soph. She finds things interesting sometimes on the television and yeah. she will watch. I I can't place what it is. I don't know if it's a color, if it's a sound. Well, now we have to check is there going to be like a vibrant blue or yellow on the screen when she's looking up there? Maybe. Oh, I'm watching you, girl. Maybe. Maybe. She got a new collar too. Oh yeah. Her summertime collar. Some if you guys saw her post. Yeah, some people might have seen that. When yeah. uh, when I start rewatching the uh, the X Men cartoon series, she might uh, might care about watching Wolverine. She might watch that with you. All the yellow going on in the screen. How adorable you two would be! Get her a little <laughs> Wolverine collar. <laughs> hey, that'd be great. Oh, I don't think she's like a Marvel girl. Uh, she's, she's in just this like family. A, she's definitely a whatever Marvel girl. cute collar mom wants to get me, girl. <laughs> and this summer it's flamingos. <laughs> 
flamingos seem to be the thing. Yeah. Because uh, that's, uh, I mean, we're drinking, we're drinking a lot of Blake's uh, this year. At least I am. You, I got, yeah. I you, got into you're the, riding the, the cider train. Yeah, I got into the uh, uh, cherry limeade. Yeah. I love it, man. I could taste good. it right now. Probably have one. Maybe when this you is can over. taste one after. But you don't get yep. one right now. Yep. Although Ricky did ask me if I was drunk on one of the podcasts recently. Offense. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I don't drink in nope. podcasts. We do not drink. I podcast responsibly. How dare you? Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable indeed. So, anyway, moving along. So, uh, speaking uh, of comics, kind of. A little bit. Uh, we're coming up on Comic Con. 2023 which uh for those of you for those of you that may not know what comic con is uh san diego the uh they call it sdcc san diego comic con uh it's the biggest comic convention festival in the world uh not a festival but comic convention basically um anybody and everybody goes to this convention until the writer strike happened. Yeah, apparently you were telling me so, some article you found. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll post this article in, in our post, but uh, I just want to read uh, two sentences, th- two or three sentences here. After a successful post-pandemic return in 2022, San Diego Comic-Con will hold a much quieter event for 2023, which runs from July 20th to dr- July 23rd. The ongoing writer strike and the looming threat of an actor strike. I got more on that in a minute. I didn't know about that till I read the article. I was like, "Wait a minute, this has been happening." Yeah. Um, along with several focused fan events. <laughs> uh, so the fan events, like Star Wars Celebration, have also contributed, along with the writer strike to several major players deciding to sit out this year's convention. Now, here's the thing. When I saw major players, I'm like, okay, who's the, like, are we doing air quotes here for major players? Are we being sarcastic or are we being for real? Don't know. This is real. Marvel, Lucasfilm, HBO, Universal, Sony, and Netflix will not be at Comic-Con this year. I can't stress enough how huge that is. I guess I don't understand why the writer's strike would cause them not to go. Because their writers can't go to the convention and promote their stuff. Oh. That's the thing. Here's the fun. Well, that's their own fault. Here's the fun part about all this. The writer's strike, they are the people that write all the shows. So they're the people that go to the conventions and promote the shows because they're promoting what they wrote. Because they're promoting the fact that they wrote this show, like, that they're a part of the show. Pay them what they are freaking owed. <laughs> You're not going to see the Netflix CEO in a Hall H panel. They Hall- probably throw tomatoes at him. The Hall H panel is going to be where you're going to see James Gunn talking about DC and well, the stuff he, he's wrote. Is he going to be there? Because you didn't say DC. But he's not going to be there. Oh. Because oh. he's a writer. Yeah, okay. That's my point. Hall yeah. 8, for those of you that don't don't know about uh, Comic-Con in San Diego, uh, Hall H is the biggest room. It holds like 3,000 people, um, and it sells out like it, just like that, like so quick. People are standing in line for seven hours before, before James Gunn panel would start. People would be standing outside in line waiting to get in, and literally as the seats fill up, once the seats fill up, they close the doors, you're not getting in. Like it's limited. That's it. I couldn't imagine... 
this is like going back to like, I couldn't imagine caring about anything enough to do something like that. I mean, the thing but is, that's just me. I know a lot of people are not me. The thing is, is that they do exclusive trailers in there. People manage to sneak their phones in, but if they get caught, they get removed. Like, because they do exclusive stuff just for those panels. Um, so, like last year, um, when James Gunn did his panel for Guardians 3, he had a special trailer just for Comic-Con of Guardians Volume 3 that nobody had seen with footage that nobody had seen before. Cool. Um, and that footage never made it out because they didn't let anybody film and that sort of stuff. So, so and all that, that stuff's going to be gone this year, basically. Yeah, and normally Marvel does a Hall H panel where they talk about all their upcoming movies and TV shows, which they did last year, and of course all, a bunch of that stuff's been delayed, but so, it's still like, in production. It's a whole thing. It stands to reason, though, that aside from actors being there, no writers should be there. But most of the time, it's it, it, that's, that's what these conventions are... That's the glue that holds all this together is actors and writers. How is it even happening? Because you think about about it like this. A nerd doesn't care about the CEO at Netflix for The Witcher. He cares about, he or she cares about seeing Henry Cavill. Right. Well, so my point is, how are they even really having one then? Because if mainly the writers are going to be there, no writers should be there because they should all be on strike. And now you're saying maybe actors are going on strike. So who the heck's going to attend? That's a possibility as well. But you have to think also with these conventions, you have everything in regards to merchandise yeah. that have been sold. So all of your eBay seller, sellers, yeah. all of your... Um, you know, figurines, yeah. cards, all this type of memorabilia, all those booths are still going to be there yeah, because they're not related true. to any of that kind of stuff um, because you have people that are collecting comics because that's what it originally started as was comic book collectors. I wonder how a- attendance will be affected. Uh, I'm sure it'll be affected big time when they see that Marvel and uh, Marvel isn't coming, HBO isn't coming. Like, that's going to be a big deal. But what you're not going to see a lot of is the big players, the big shows, the big movies. Because, as I said, it started as comic books. And, yes, Marvel still has tons of comic books. But guess what? Uh, the comic books aren't the big seller anymore. Oh, it's God, movies no. and TV shows. Yeah, for sure. They get revenue. This will be their year to shine if they wanted to do that. But Marvel's not sending anybody. So what's the acting strike room? Because weren't there a lot of sad people who were yes. already... Yes, but at the same token, like a lot of their shows were done already for the year. So I'm not trying to minimize them joining, but there wasn't much sacrifice from that respect. Now, granted, I don't know what possible movies they had in the works or anything like that. But like what if the actors go on strike? Like, what's their deal? What could they possibly want? Um, Because that's what I don't get. So for them, um their issues, um, first of all, the talks for them have been extended to July 12th. Okay. They're in actual talks. Um, so that's different than the writer strike. The writer strike, they have not been heard at all. Nobody is willing to sit down with them and talk anymore since they went on strike on May 1st. Well, because they're just going to get their AIs in there and continue with AIs because that's what we want to live in, some dystopian future with just robots. Yeah, that's what we... Oops, sorry. But apparently they can make AIs of actors and actresses and make their own 
I mean, I'm sick of seeing like BuzzFeed posts like this is what AIs think the average person in Boston looks like or whatever. As uh, before we know it, it'll all be. On on a side note, as somebody who works at a company that is uh, cur- currently imp- uh, implementing an AI, um, it is absolutely atrocious. The yeah, AI, I don't think it's as easy as they think it no, is. No, it's not. The AI can only do what you tell it to do. So if Ooh, you don't... How do I get a husband that's an AI? If you don't know all the ins and outs of the AI and you implement it, you're going to have nothing but problems. And I, I see problems every single day at my job because of an AI that was implemented a year and a half ago that continues to cause problems and a lot of the same problems all the time. And we tell them about it and that team just all the time tells us it's not it's not the AI. I think it's, it's crazy. A- so this whole thing, when I saw that the... That, Netflix wants to introduce AIs into their smaller writer writing rooms. So they're not only are they making the writer's room smaller by less people in there, they're then going to take out two spots and put in AIs in places. It's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm sorry. We watch the Chicago shows. I don't want to see a Chicago show that's written by AI. No. I want to see it written by Dick Wolf's writers that he put in you a room. You can't have the same heart from an inanimate op from like a yeah robot it can't give you that it can't think like a person it can't yep do that i i don't understand though why are the actors wanting to okay so they're in talks but like about what what do they want more money um part of theirs um part of their concerns um let's see I pulled up an article here that I had to read, and I got to find my quote. Because um, I just don't. I mean, I don't get it from their perspective. I mean, I know that there's a lot of levels of acting as as well, right? Like, not so, everybody's Ben Affleck. So, if SAG, which is a screenwriter, Actors Screen Guild. Actors Guild, ordered a strike once its contract expired on June 30th, which they have extended to July 12th, if they order, if they ordered a strike on July 12th. That would guarantee a shutdown of virtually all union physical production that is still ongoing amid the writer strike. Over 160,000 people that are um, actively working right now. Well, then, if all the actors and writers are on strike, then everyone who does anything else on a movie set is out of work, too. Oh, it the would... The gaffer, the grips, the it will production shut, assistants. Right, the, right now, Deadpool 3 is in, in the middle of production. It will shut it down. Completely yeah. shut down, boom. Every movie that has a date for anything just, that's not even in post-production at this point so that's still how, filming how will get delayed. How is Deadpool still filming if they don't have any writers? They Because they have a script that they read from. The difference is, is that Ryan Reynolds, being a writer, he can't uh, ad-lib on set. He can't improv on set because that's considered writing. So does, he has to read exactly what his lines are. That is it. He doesn't get so any So you can't leeway. be like, oh, I want to change this line nope. to this. Then why would you even film without that? The crazy thing is, is, is that there's a typo. He can't change it. Based on what I know so and what like, I've read, if it was he like, can't even change a typo. I'm dead pile because somebody wrote it wrong he would have to say i'm dead pile based on what i've based on what i've read about the writer strike that is how it works so crazy insane and why they would go into production i have no idea i got kevin feige's not listening i know he's not listening to our podcast but i got news for all these executives that makes these shows and make these movies 
we want to see them, but we want to see good quality stuff. Yes. I don't want to see a Deadpool 3 movie in which Ryan Reynolds was handcuffed and not allowed to ad-lib because what made those first two movies amazing was the fact that he was able to ad-lib and change stuff on set and on scene and be like, hey, this. let me ad-lib a couple of lines and do a couple of takes and we'll take whichever one was funnier. It's just, it's no different than Will Ferrell when they were doing the Anchorman movies. Well, most of that movie was ad-lib. Plus you see a lot of rando stuff on the internet of like Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds being like idiots. Yes. And they're in this movie together. Yes. And what kind of like cool things could come. I'm not a Deadpool fan because I'm not a big Ryan Reynolds fan, but I will say that to watch the movie and have that character be different due to that will be very noticeable yes. and will not be good. If if the two of them are on set and they're doing a scene where the two of them are supposed to go back and forth and they have to read directly from the script and they can't make any changes and they both have an idea of, oh, man, it'd be cool if we did this, they can't do it. Right now, under the writer's strike, cannot do do it. it. If they literally (laughs) look at each other and they're like, "Oh man, this would be so much funnier if we could do this instead," yeah, can't do it. It's not allowed. That's what's crazy. Like these rules have to be upheld, otherwise, there's like penalties and fines and all kinds of crazy stuff. It's lawyers run the world, and it will shut a whole movie down if Ryan Reynolds ad libs and and improvs. Like it's that crazy, and that's just one movie. So think about everything else. Um, during the previous writer's strike in 2013, 2000 and, no, 2007, sorry, would have been 15 years ago, uh, 2007. Um, during that writer's strike, they were filming the movie Quantum of Solace with oh, Daniel right. Craig. I think you've talked about this on it, here. It was a direct sequel from his first Bond film, uh, Casino Royale. It literally picks up like 30 seconds after the first movie ended, like they picked up in the same scene. It was very cool. Um, But he talked about how him and the director were trying to figure out lines for the movie, trying to figure out how to make a movie without having a script. How Trying to write without being writers. Yeah. And And he's he's like, like, I'm not a writer. Yeah, exactly. And that movie is rough to watch. Like there are some serious plot holes in that movie. Now, granted, because of the way his movies are, they're telling a continuous story. So if you don't watch that movie, you're going to be kind of lost when you get into the next film. But at the same time, when you watch Quantum of Solace, you're going to feel kind of lost watching it because it's kind of all over the place. Hmm. Um, but that I don't want that with Deadpool 3. I don't want a, a, an all-over-the-place Deadpool 3 that doesn't make sense because they couldn't fix the scripts and stuff. It's just insane to me. Like, and, and the thing is, is that all these executives... All they care about are dollar signs on a spreadsheet. That's all they care about is at the bottom of the column, what does that dollar sign say? They don't care about what we watch and because people are going to buy their tickets for Deadpool 3 and see it, and it'll make a ton of bank, but that doesn't say whether or not it was a good film or not. All these rich higher up people, whether it's in government, whether it's in movies, all they care about is money and control. Money and control, that's all they care about. And however, they can make things to where they have the least amount of overhead possible. Yes. It's, a, it's disgusting. It's, it is insane to me. I, I, it's, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, yeah if the Screen Actors Guild doesn't uh, work out a deal, then, I mean, 
TV and movies as we know it are going to drastically change as far as new content coming. It's going to change big time. Well, good thing I can stream other shows that I like. My Golden Girls will always be there. Part of uh, part of the uh, actors thing is uh, is their identity uh, with the AI and the AI's ability to create actors and stuff like that. That's part of it. It's creepy, man. Like it's. I, I mean, I don't like it at all. Like if you look at uh, James Earl Jones, he is a retired actor. He's the voice of Darth Vader, Field of Dreams. Like he's he's been around for a very very long time. He was a theater actor before he was a movie actor. If you've never seen any of his theater stuff, you should go look it up on YouTube. It's absolutely, like, mesmerizing. He was, like, just epic on the stage. I wish the Calm app had him telling me a bedtime story. Man, like, I've never seen an actor on a theater stage literally just, I I mean, like, I stopped everything I was doing to watch the five-minute clip of him that I saw theater acting. Like, it's insane how good he was. Um, But he's retired, and he signed a deal with disney to where uh for star wars for future anything future to do with darth vader they can use his voice they can use his voice he he recorded a bunch of stuff for them and they have all that archive stuff of him and they can manipulate things to yep. make full sentences and have darth vader always sound Just like James Earl Jones. the human element out the thing is is that i don't know we don't know what his contract has but i guarantee his family will get the money from it but i think that in a way that's really cool it is cool yeah for this specific yes for that specific thing it's very cool um because darth vader will always be james earl and it was his choice yes he did that to keep up you know the consistency of that franchise so i get that he's not like losing his job but for those people that are it really stinks it does it does. I feel like we'll have more on this to come. We'll be keeping yeah. people abreast of the situation, so to speak. Quote, laser focused on all of the crucial issues you told us are more important to you. We're standing strong and we're going to achieve a sentimental deal. Who was that? That is the chief negotiator, uh, Duncan Crabtree, Ireland, uh, the national executor and chief uh, for the union president for the uh, Screen Actors Guild. Oh, okay. So, I mean, you just kind of threw that out there. No one knew I what did. you were talking about. I was gonna. I wanted to end with that uh, quote. I thought that was a good quote to yeah. end that on. Um, well, let's do that for the writers too. Yeah, no kidding. Well, it looks like this episode is going to be ending on a fan favorite segment: <laughs> album anniversaries. Uh, fan favorite indeed. Um, so. Uh, <clears throat> As I mentioned previously, uh, Zayo, uh, funeral of, the Funeral of God album. Um, yep. <clears throat> What's next? Uh, we have uh, two albums by uh, one of my favorite bands, 311. Mm. Okay. Um, their uh, self-titled 311, 311 album. Uh, we Most of us fans refer to it as the blue album because it's just a blue logo of 311. Oh, uh, I know. okay. I know what that is. But yeah, that's the one that has down, all mixed up. Yeah. Um, like, the you know, two of the biggest songs that they play just about at every single about show. all mixed up, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they do a live version of that that's really called All Remixed Up because SA does a bunch of extra Clever. stuff live. It's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> let's see. other one? We have. Uh, I thought you said. They oh yeah, they, their second one is Grassroots, okay. uh, which is their second album 
uh, that was their second official album to come out, which Grassroots has got Homebrew on it, um, Applied Science, um, so many songs of 311. I just had a ton of songs just flood into my brain, but none of them being from that album, and that's just how that works. Omaha yeah. Styley. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, great album. I I I like Three Eleven because I like their groove, especially their old stuff. Their old stuff, their albums had a groove to them. You put them on, it's just a mood. Grass yeah. Grassroots is a mood. You put it on, and you're just vibing the whole time. Yeah. It's just a good vibe album. Um, <clears throat> next up on the list uh, from 2005, All American Rejects, Move Along. Nice. Now we were talking about this yeah. earlier this week. You've seen them live, right? Yeah. Haven't you? Or did we decide you hadn't? I've seen them. It's just I can't. I don't. I can't figure out the time. That yeah, I saw. I saw them with Fallout Boy because you were talking about a tour, and I was like, they toured with Fallout Boy, and you're like, that's not what I saw. I'm like, well, then we didn't go to the same one, but I saw them with Fallout Boy. Yeah, I did not see them with Fallout Boy. I don't know who I saw them with, but um, I saw them at the Fillmore. Um, they were headlining. I can't. I don't know who they were with, but it wasn't Fallout Boy because I've never seen Fallout Boy. I've seen them like three or four times. Apparently, I was a huge fan. I don't even. I don't <laughs> even know if I could name you five songs right now, but I saw Fallout Boy at least three times in concert. Um, but anyhow, um, but I liked All American Reject. All American Rejects. The lead singer of All American Rejects looks like that Finn Wolford, the guy. Um, he's on Stranger Things. Oh yeah, Mike. Yeah. Every time I see him, especially as he's older now, I feel like he's going to start singing Move Along. Yeah, that's funny. Or uh, Dirty Little Secret. Something, or yeah. Night Drive. Or, uh, um, I'd yeah. name more, but just like with Fall Out Boy, I don't know anymore. <laughs> but yeah, Dirty Little Secret was uh, was a was a good hit off of that album, too. Yeah, but, I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, great, great album. Um, we started listening to, I found out this week, uh, 50-year anniversary, 1973, the very first album, Queen. Yeah, that was trippy. I found out that I, I don't know early Queen. So I'm embarrassed to say I, I don't know early Queen. He said one song and I was like, oh, yeah, you know that song. Play it. And he played it. And I felt like I was listening to Zeppelin for a minute. And yep. it wasn't the song I thought it was. I'm like, I've never heard of this song. We we listened to the first album together on Sunday. and it's- The one song I knew, that first track. Yeah, um, um, go ahead and look it up. Uh, we we listened to this, and it sounded like a mix between Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath. Because I felt like some, some of, the, and then some of them were Queen-like. But. Yeah, but like the guitars sometimes sounded like the guitars for Ozzy or Black Sabbath. Sometimes, you know, the rhythm and music would sound like it's Led Zeppelin, but it was Freddie Mercury the whole time. Yeah. But it wasn't... Um, it wasn't the Freddie Mercury that we came to know and love. It was different. It's like listening to early Aerosmith. It doesn't sound like Aerosmith to me. It sounds like somebody else. Yeah. Keep like, Yourself Alive. I knew that one. Yeah. But it sounded very different. It did not sound like an album that would have the song Bicycle on it. No, definitely not. Like, I I found out that I don't really know Queen's he, first three albums. He was very baffled by the whole thing. Yeah, He's still like, baffled. He's saying it a couple times now because he can't get over it. I, I'm shocked. I love Queen, but I guess I don't really know their first three albums, so I got to do my own homework and start listening to these albums because I guess I just totally missed them. Um, so well, yeah. you weren't born yet either, that's, if that helps. Yep, that's fair. <laughs> their fourth their fourth album came out in 1980, I think, yeah. or 1979 so. or something like that. So, um, But yeah, so Queen... 50 years old this week um, on Jess's birthday, July 13th. Happy birthday to me. Yeah. 
Um, uh, a band that uh, I also talk about on here quite a bit, uh, Project 86. Uh, they released an album called Picket Fence Cartel in uh 2009 and uh this was uh a they kind of went back to their old sound a little bit but introduced um new sound as well and that's what i like about them each one of their albums they introduce a new side of themselves and i felt like with this album they did that um the artwork and stuff was really cool um but uh, using fences over stuff and picket fences and, and various different things that look like they were, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, like old advertising ad campaign type of stuff. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um, I got several shirts from that tour because I think I saw them twice on that tour. Nice. <clears throat> That's fun. Um, let's see. We got a handful left. Um Colby Kalai reached, released her first album, Coco. Mm-hmm. That album was everywhere. Yes. I remember everywhere. that. I had that album. Yeah. like yeah, She kind of like, I don't know. She she dropped off a little bit after yeah. the second album because she had another album after after, the, after Coco. But that first album. Does that have Realize on it? It has Realize. Realize was my jam. Yeah. Um, that's got Bubbly. Rea- bubbly. Well, that was her that you was know, her big hit. Yeah, that was the big one. But yeah, uh, realize uh, the first song on the album is called Oxygen. Uh, that's actually my favorite song of hers is Oxygen. I, I love that song to death. It's fantastic. Um, Magic. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, man, it was it was great. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, Yellow Card released their album Paper Walls. I never on got On the into same day them. in 2007. I never... On purpose, because I live with you, so let me disclaimer, I've never on purpose listened to them. I, man. But he tried to get me to go to a yellow card concert on my birthday, and I said, not happening, Buster. Oh, gosh. It's my birthday. They are touring for Ocean Avenue, their 2003 album, which I would, they're going to play that thing in, in its entirety, which is going to be great. Um, but this album, uh, Paper Walls, um, from 2007, this album starts like hot out of the gate. The takedown, so hot out of the gate. It's so great. It's fast. It's, it's, I don't know, it's a great driving song and stuff. But the last three songs on the album are probably three of Yellow Card's best songs they ever wrote, which is You, Me, and One Micro, You, Me, and One Spotlight, Cut Me Mick, and Paper Walls. Fantastic! I can't tell you cool. how many times I've listened to just those three songs when I'm just like, I, I, I'm in, I, I need to get out of a bad vibe. I put on those songs, man, and it, it just nice. helps me out. It's good stuff. Um, and then the last one, Something More Than Free from Jason Isbell. Ding, 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 y'all. We have an album I know. <laughs> well, it only took 68 episodes, <laughs> but we've one. Oh my gosh talk to me about this album tell people why they should listen to I it. like this album first of all Jason Isbell is an incredible songwriter and singer he's very good talk about like a mood like this album is very like I feel like um flowy like you know yeah. what I mean Flo- each song flows together really yeah well. I like that so it has my favorite Jason Isbell song of all time which is called if it takes a lifetime Yep. I love that song. It always like improves my mood, uplifts me, like kind of like helps kind of ground me if I'm feeling like anxious or overwhelmed. Like it's a good song for that. It's on my like like wake up, get it together mix that yep. I have for myself. Yep. I also love The Life You Choose and 24 Frames. 
those are very good. I re-listened to this album today and I forgot how much I do know one from listening with Steven and one just because I like the album. It's just good. It has such a good vibe. It's just like very like chill and like meaningful lyrically. I feel like his lyrics are always very purposeful and full of meaning. Yeah, he is. Uh, I, I remember when he put out his first big solo album, Southeastern, which we mentioned that anniversary yeah. a few podcasts ago. Um, I remember he put out this album, you know, a little bit later. Um, and uh, I saw a tweet from John Mayer, um, and I don't remember the exact quote, but John Mayer was basically like, there are songwriters that live on a plane um, that's normal that people can get to. And like, it's, it, it's an easy spot for people to get to. And then there's these, these writers that live on a plane. That's just like, you couldn't reach it if you were on your tippy toes. And he's like, and that's Jason Isbell. 100%. Like he, he's on yeah. another level. Yeah. Really. He Listen is. to if it takes a lifetime. It's just yeah. such a good song. Yeah. It's, he is, he is something else, man. And his, yeah. his wife, Amanda Shire, she mm -hmm. does like a lot of the background vocals with him. She plays guitar as well. She's all on all of his albums. Um, well, she's in the 400 unit. Yeah. Isn't she part of, um, she's also part of the high, high women. the high women. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the high, high women. women is awesome. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's good. That's a good album. He's good. Yeah. A lot, yeah, lot yeah. in today's episode. I said it. We, we had we a lot did, to cover. Yeah, we had some more stuff we we're going to talk about, but we couldn't do it. So one last final thing I want to do is wish myself and my husband happy birthdays. Yep. My birthday is July 13th. Stevens is July 15th. You'll hear all about our birthday adventures in the next episode. Yeah. And, and the fun part about it is, is that um, this is the first time oh, God. that Jess and I will be celebrating birthdays in which um, we are both turning an excellent prime number. Y'all, he has said this about 30 times. I don't know why this means anything. Pri I love prime numbers. Right, I'm well, a babe, big fan I'm of prime numbers. I'm happy that you are happy. So 41 and 43, obviously, uh, you know, I'm 43. She's, you know, she's always the younger person. That's just that what she reminds me of all the yes. time. 41, um, I'm going to kill it too, obviously. Yeah. But so. yeah, 43, an excellent prime number. 41, you know, well, a, that a good just second sounds best. Like it's going to be a great year then. A good, a good second best prime number for for the for the year. So also, year. I want to wish a happy birthday to my friend Cassie, whose birthday is today on Monday as we're recording. Yep. So happy birthday, Cassie, happy birthday. and then happy birthday to us. We are giving ourselves a nice long weekend and taking a couple days off this week to celebrate our birthdays and yep. hang out together and do stuff. We'll see my family for cake. Stephen got me this amazing cake at um luca's uh last year just randomly on accident so i told him to order me the same exact cake this year because it was awesome and i got that and then jess surprised me right before we started recording for those of you that listened to the podcast that heard us back in april when we were at my mom's house and i was trying oh, yeah. on record store day i was trying to get kip moore's wild ones double lp because he only released like 2,000 of them, some small number. I think it was even smaller than that. It might have yeah. been even smaller than that. I called probably 20, 25 different record stores just like basically like begging for somebody to just have a copy for me to like pick up on my way home or purchase or something, just anything for anybody to give it to me. They were all out, and today – it shows up at the house because Jess somehow found it from an eBay seller 
um, online. So now I have it. So that story has finally uh, come full circle and finally reached, finally come full circle. Yes. And I no longer have to search for wild ones by Kip Moore. We now have all his stuff on vinyl. Yes. Fantastic. Can't wait to listen to it. Um, we'll give a review of that and maybe even throw it up on, uh, on our social media when we, uh, when maybe. we listen to it. But yeah, man, so excited to get that. So pretty happy about that. Very cool. Very cool. All right, folks, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, WordPress, our website, email us, whatever you'd like to do. Leave us a review. Talk to us. Give us some feedback. Communicate with us. This is not just a one-way street. We don't just want to talk at you. Talk to us, too. Share your pictures of your dogs. If, you, if you're cool yeah. with doing that online, throw your uh, on Facebook, throw a picture of your yeah, dog into our definitely, post. definitely, definitely. Please do. Maybe if they've got a cool summertime collar or a little bandana or something, hit yeah. us up and show us. So if, if they like flamingos too. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah, I believe that's all we can say this week. Bye y'all.